There's a version of spirituality crafted by capitalism, decorated in shiny crystals and perpetuated by Instagram influencers. And then there's a version of spirituality that our ancestors practiced that fostered deep rememberings and activations of the heart, earth, and stars. House of Enlightenedhood is a New Earth cooperative holding a frequency that rewilds spirituality and brings it back to what it was meant to be about all along. Our innate connection with the divine. Oh, and love. Lots of love. I'm Lena Lemos, your host and founder of House of Enlightenedhood. Thank you for joining me on this podcast as we explore the expansiveness and the messiness of reclaiming the human spiritual experience. I am so grateful that you're here. Hello, you beautiful souls, and happy Friday. Today's episode, I just wanted to go back to my roots and talk about motherhood because I have not spoken about motherhood on this podcast for a while. And with the upcoming third birthday of my daughter. Can you believe that she is three already? Which means I have been doing this podcast for three years and there's just a lot of things that have happened recently that have really made me reflect on motherhood. I think as we always are on this journey as parents, we're constantly unpacking and looking at our wounds and triggers and growing as our children grow alongside us exponentially. And especially since the fall of last year, I've really been deeply looking at my role as a mother and my motherhood stories. And I also want to share with you a really powerful past life remembering and healing that I had. And at the end of this episode, I am going to read you a poem that I will be debuting and reading in front of an audience. It will be yesterday when this podcast comes out, but tomorrow when I'm recording it that I wrote about my daughter and I had been racking my brain. I had, I knew I was supposed to speak and, and share this poem with an audience. I was like, what do I write about? And I've been doing so much work with women's circles and being an activator. And I really wanted to write something that was activating, but I also feel like my superpower is having my story be all of our stories and I can almost get through it (laughs) without crying, but it's going to be, I think a really (laughs) getting choked up just thinking about it. It's, I think it's going to be a very healing experience for me to stand up and to declare those words and to speak them out loud in front of an audience because I've been so focused on my own growth and expansion that I I haven't really outwardly spoken about motherhood in a while and also have just been trying to enjoy my role as a mother being fully present because I've really struggled for the past three years in in building House of Enlightenedhood and, and being on this path, that fine line and that boundary between being an entrepreneur and being a present and conscious loving mother and where is that line and they kind of messy, messily intertwine because I was building while she was a baby sleeping and 
I was working very much while she was there. And now that she is much more aware and we can have conversations and fun and play, I can't really do that anymore, nor do I want to. And so it's been a real struggle of my heart of, I should be working. I need to get these things done, but I also want to be present with my daughter and then feeling like I'm not doing any of those things. And I've had to reflect a lot. So maybe let's dive in there. I've had to reflect a lot because I don't know if you feel like this, but sometimes I feel like in parenthood, I really have to protect my heart or I feel this instinctual urge to protect my heart or put walls up between me and my daughter. And truly in reflecting upon it, I think it's because as parents, being a parent and guiding another soul through this world is so raw and it is so vulnerable and it just rips you wide open and to be that open and that raw and that vulnerable all the time. It's just, it is a very hard path to walk and we're already exhausted. We're already emotionally drained and just to have our heart wide open, it is very hard. It is very courageous and I'm not sure it's really sustainable for all of us to do And there was a moment last fall where my daughter was just dancing around the living room and singing at the top of her lungs. And I just looked at her and I just felt this sense of almost grief and panic. Like, am I do, am I enough for you? Am I doing enough that you are always going to have this joy and these moments of happiness? Am I, am I giving that to you? Are you happy? I think we have those moments, those seemingly mundane moments where parenthood really brings us to our knees in so many ways. And like I said before, it is just such a vulnerable experience that I'm consistently discovering new layers of my insecurities of being enough and my panic that I cannot lead or support this tiny human who clearly knows what she wants and what she needs. And am I the right person to give it to her? And I think we all have those thoughts as parents. So it's really been an interesting evolution from going to talking about motherhood so much on this podcast and then really feeling the call to step away from that and be able to step into to me and into my gifts and into the way that I can serve the collective. And I just have such a soft spot in, in my heart for mothers who are truly doing this work and on this path because Not only is motherhood and parenthood a full-time job, but your spiritual path is a full-time job and your other job is a full-time job. And it's, it's just so much and it's so much to carry and to want to be the best version of ourselves for our children, I think is just, that's the ultimate goal at the end of the day. So In going deeper about these parenthood wounds, I really want to share this experience with you because 
I think those of us who are on this path and who have children, this generation is so gifted, so connected to their souls. I think many of them are just really high dimensional beings. And I also think that we have planned this with them and have deep, deep, deep connections with so many of them. And I think that's why we have been awakened, so many of us in our parenthood experience or in this kind of matriarch caretaker role because these souls are igniting something within us. So with the essence that I've found myself putting these walls up between me and my daughter, I was at my parents' house a about a month ago, and I just woke up with this most intense, intense pain in my tailbone. And with the help of all my spiritual friends, we all came to the collective conclusion that I was having a spontaneous Kundalini awakening. And I did everything to try to move this energy out of my spine. I was dancing, you know, moving my body, showering, meditating, breath work, all of the things. And I just, I could not get it to move. And I've known that I've had like blockages in my sacral as so many of us women do in this lifetime, as so many of us who were priestesses and shamed and you know, we carry that Mary Magdalene of being the whore and the prostitute within us and not to mention the way that our bodies are presented to us as we become women. So I knew that I carried shame and energy blocks there, but I had truly, truly been working on that for the past year. I have been embodying my dark goddess and with my work for Sisters of Sirius and working with Isis and downloading all the things that the priestesses used to do in the temple. I felt like I was really good energetically there. So I, could, I didn't understand what this this block was. And so my sister Farah uh, did a remote healing on me and so I was sitting in meditation, just open to receive, and I felt her starting to do her work. And as the energy started to burn up to my sacral, I began to have the most painful past life remembering. I'm not exactly sure when it was, but it felt like Roman times and I was raped and beaten repeatedly by Roman soldiers it felt like and my child who is my daughter now was killed right in front of me and I was screaming in agony sobbing bawling and how is that not the most wounding thing for a woman not only to be so taken advantage of and a victim of violence in that way but then to see your own child murdered before your eyes just oh it was it was the craziest most painful thing that I have ever experienced and then I saw Archangel Gabriel was there with me and 
then it got kind of fuzzy and I wasn't exactly sure what happened. But a few weeks before in a meditation, I had this vision of me almost washing up on the shore somewhere and I had hit my left side of my pelvic bone like into a rock like I I washed ashore and like the wave like slammed me into a rock kind of thing and then in the the vision I was on that same shore just on my knees like screaming to the universe like why why would you do this to me why why did this happen what why and Archangel Metatron came down and he said, I know this is painful, but know that this was not in vain and it is all for something and you will see her again. You will get another chance to do this. Oh. And I think it was <laughs> obviously just brought so much awareness to why I had felt the need to protect myself from her almost because my soul truly recognized that it knew the pain. It it knew what we had been through before and the thought of getting too close to her or loving her too much and then losing her again in that way. Oh. That experience and that release and healing that also just solidified in me that what I've been building for the last three years of a new earth organization and a movement that makes the world a better place so we never forget who we are and we feel supported in our whole selves so she can exist in that world. It just... It made me feel even more at peace and motivated to to create that world for her and to build it for her and just know so deeply in my soul that she is my why. And not that I was ever disconnected from that, but I think we forget. We get so caught up in all the bullshit all of the bullshit, the number of Instagram followers or likes on a pictures, or if we're posting enough, or if we have enough money, or you know, just if this person likes us and all of this stupid shit that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. The 3D stuff just distracts us. It takes us away from from love and the true ways that we can serve this new earth by just being an expression of love. Are we loving ourselves? Are we finding new ways to, to look at ourselves with compassion? And then are we reflecting that outwardly to our children, to our partners, to our families, to our communities, to the earth, to animals, to the food that we eat, to the sky, the trees? Are we being that expression of love? And that's all at the end of the day that truly, truly, truly matters. No one on their deathbed is going to say, I wish I posted more Instagram reels. Like we're just, sometimes it just feels like we're so disconnected from what truly matters. And that was actually a message that I just shared with you that came through in this meditation I did the other night from the voidal mothers. And I have just been in such an energetic funk 
recently, this weekend, this past weekend, it was just, I just feel exhausted and burnt out. And I am forever so grateful that I get to do this and get to build and serve. But sometimes it's really hard wearing all the hats. And I don't think many people realize that I wear all the hats and do all of the things, the website, build the things, the Instagram, the pot, like I do it all and it gets exhausting. And so I sat down for meditation the other night and I was just feeling so much gratitude for my parents because they are truly just, I am so grateful to have them and for their support of me and their acceptance and the way that they consciously raised me without really knowing it growing up and in my meditation, I was just sitting there and sobbing for the lineage of women that I have come from and feeling so grateful for that, but also knowing that I, I chose this, this lineage of love and loving women and women who loved their children. And I was just sobbing and sobbing. And then the voidal mothers came through and they basically said to me, what I just said to you is stop focusing on all of these milestones and these 3D things of what we think it means to be successful or to be someone. Focus on how you can give more love, how you can love yourself, how you can be present and kind and use your gifts to help others. That's all that matters. And so I really feel called to share that message with you too, because I think we can get so caught up in all the things and we live in a world where we see everyone else doing all the things and we've been socially conditioned to think that we have to do all of the things. But I truly want to remind you that you are a human being, not a human doing. And as the divine feminine energy continues to resurge and grow in its power on this earth, we receive through just being. We receive through being present. We receive through being confident that we are enough and we have it all and we don't have to be anything other than, than ourselves. And so I just feel really called to remind you of that today. The last thing that I will leave you with is something I have, of course, shared before, but I think we always need reminding of this. And it has been the biggest homecoming for me as I truly figure out new ways to step into this idea of being a matriarch. How are we being a matriarch, not only of our families, but the world and and our service and I just want to remind you of how fucking powerful women are, how fucking powerful mothers are. Mothers are the keepers of the past, the present, and the future. Mothers are the architects of the new earth. It is through our healing and our transmutation of our wounds, our beliefs, our experiences, and our darkness, we are those vessels of turning 
all of that emotional baggage, trauma, addiction, beliefs, narcissism, violence from our past lineages, we are the vessel where that is transmuted. And then we get to shine that light outwardly to future generations. We raise our kids with these new tools, these new understandings that is going to change the world for generations to come. So if you still feel like you have no idea how to serve the collective, how to step into your gifts, start with you, start with your gifts, and then start small within your own home, your own land, your own animals. Pour that love outwardly. Give that presence, that peace, that kindness, that gratitude and see how it changes you, see how it uplifts you, see how it continues to allow you and provides you the path to step into your gifts and all that you know that you can become. And even if you aren't a mother, just the idea of being that matriarch for yourself, standing tall in who you are, being confident, knowing that you are a leader and you deserve to be a leader because you exist. You exist and you feel that call. You would not feel the call if you weren't worthy of being that leader. And I know, believe me, I know it is so scary. It is so scary to stand up and say, come with me. Let's do this and let me show you how because I know deep within my bones that I am meant to do this and I am meant to share and I am meant to give and I am meant to heal because we've been so conditioned as women. We have been so conditioned to be a good little girl and sit down and shut the fuck up and don't make a stirring or else you're not a good little girl. And strong, powerful women who use their voice, they're seen as what? Loud, too much, annoying, you know, bossy, all of the things, all of these labels and these negative words that we put on women to silence their power and their voice and their leadership. But the new earth, the new way of doing things needs you. The world needs you to shine your light and be so confident in this idea that that you are the matriarch and you are ready and you are here to serve and hear me roar. <laughs> I blurted this out to my dear friend Kelly once uh, who was on the podcast last week in our episode about Lemuria. And we were talking about just the fear of being seen and truly claiming our gifts because we're both channels and we're both seers. And that feels really scary in a world when we've been taught that that's batshit crazy or that's woo woo or that doesn't exist. And to stand up and say, no, this is me and these are my gifts and this is how I serve. When we know that deep, deep, deep within our soul, even if it's below layers and layers of fear, we have a responsibility to share that gift with the world. We didn't wake up for nothing. And I want to make it clear that I'm not necessarily saying, oh, you have these gifts, go start this business and do all these things. Because we've also been conditioned that the next step on the spiritual ladder is to become a spiritual entrepreneur, right? And there are so many ways to serve the collective and to use your gifts 
And I also want to remind you that your gifts are what lights you up. Your gifts are what brings you joy that just makes you feel like you are whole in your full self. You are home. You don't have to be anything but yourself. Those are your true spiritual gifts. So how can you use those? How can you pour those into the world? How can you help others with those gifts? And because they come so naturally, because they bring you joy, that is why you have such a responsibility to share them because you're sharing joy with the world. You're sharing love with the world. You're sharing happiness with the world and the world needs you. The world needs authenticity and for you to just be your whole self, whatever that looks like for you. We live in a world of such false authenticity where we're taught, especially as entrepreneurs, to show up and be authentic online. But I was actually a film student. You may not know this about me, but there's this principle in documentary filmmaking and there's a type of documentary style called observational where the camera is just being that observer in someone's life or something that's happening. But there's also this argument within documentary filmmaking that once you put a camera on something or an event or someone, it's automatically not reality anymore because the camera changes the way that we feel about ourselves, the way we might move because we think we might be judged or watched. And I think the same thing goes for many of us for social media and the way that we've grown up with the internet. Is it truly authentic? Is it? I don't know. I actually wrote this whole paper in graduate school based on the Sapir-Whorf hypothesis that our language, which has now become such digital communication, is affecting our thought process. So my example, Instagram wasn't really big at the time when I was in graduate school, but my example was oh, something funny happened to me at the coffee shop. Let me tweet this and figure out how to fit this experience into 140 characters. And I think so much of our life, whether we like it or not, especially when we're heavily involved in social media, becomes synthesized in that way. And so to unlearn that and unbecome that and to stop comparing ourselves to someone else's motherhood journey or spiritual journey and truly just pull back those tentacles to be all that we are and know that who we are is enough and that We are authentic in the fact that we are showing up in our life and pouring that love into ourselves, into our world. And and then that's enough. And that is the world that I hope that we are entering into where we are consuming much more consciously, acting with a lot more intention and viewing ourselves with what much more love where we can truly disconnect from these things that are are taking away from our connection to ourselves and to each other. And I just went on a long rant with that, but I feel like someone out there needs to be reminded of that. So Before I read you my poem, I would just like to remind you that this Sunday, the spring equinox will be our six day summit for the new earth called Remember Who the Fuck You Are. And it is a virtual event. 
and I am so excited. I will be hosting a workshop and guided attunement on Sunday night. And it runs, there's one event per day, Sunday through Friday. On Monday, Sam and Ellen of We Are All Daughters are going to be hosting a workshop on mushroom wisdom. On Tuesday, my sister and I, Farah, are going to be hosting a workshop on opening your intuitive channel and guiding you through a meditation to help you step more into automatic writing. Callie Walsh, who was on this podcast last week, and I are going to be hosting a workshop on remembering Lemuria and guiding you through breathwork and an attunement to reattune the water of your body to the remembering of Lemuria. On Thursday, the amazing Maddie Vega is going to be sharing rituals and foundational practices to integrate the psychological and spiritual womanly intuition. And then on Friday, we are going to close with a sound bath and distance Reiki If you can't make it every single night, no worries. The recordings are going to be up by the next morning and you have forever access to watch and to integrate and to connect with all the attendees and the facilitators. And you can use the code podcast for 57. Yes, $57 off of your ticket to make it $88 for six days, five workshops and a healing ceremony, two meditations, two attunements, forever access, all that for $88 plus Half of that money is going into our scholarship fund because we are beginning to step into the next stages of becoming a new earth supported community based organization and beginning to reinvest the profits of House of Enlightenhood into our community through bridging the gap to make spiritual services and wellness more accessible. So All of the information that I just relayed will be in the description of this episode. I really, really hope that you will join us. I'm just so excited to to share all this wisdom that I don't feel like I get to talk about enough. So without further ado, here is my poem. I'm going to sign off now and just have the end credits roll at the end of this poem. So I am sending you so much love and so much light, and this poem is titled Divine Moon. Her force was felt in my bones months before her essence was implanted in my womb. She beckoned me home to find my inner light and rediscover my soul. I promised her I would find the woman she chose as her mother. Yet while she grew within, I often wondered, was she mistaken? I was dull, lost, mediocre at best. Surely there was someone else, more deserving, more loving, ready to give her their universe. As I questioned the system indoctrinated, diminishing my dignity, This life growing inside of me wasn't sacred or transcendent, yet a sterile transaction. Herded like cattle and examined, reduced to shallow rhetoric and statistics, I was powerless, tired, numb at best. As the clouds darkened with weeks to go, I didn't care how she arrived, as long as she ended the pain 
with her body earthside, perhaps then would someone finally love me, see me, need me at best. As the air turned to spring, she emerged between my legs with the fire of 1,000 suns. I wish I could tell you it was love at first sight or that I knew on that day. Yet it took months before our eyes truly locked and I finally remembered. This was a spiritual journey that we had planned for many lifetimes. Her entrance was a catalyst to my homecoming and reclamation. She knew I'd keep my promise. Her brilliant light illuminated the deep-rooted shame and fear and the many ways I was asleep. She harrowingly reflected the things I still hated about myself and the stories I believed were true. She guided me to construct a deep well of love within my heart, to pour into myself and then to her. She tenderly awakened my womb as a portal between worlds, magical, powerful, divine at best. She gazed at me with eyes I had so desperately wished for, valuing my presence above all. Her laugh made the world conquerable, her smile the life raft for all storms, her joy undeniably infectious. While my soul restored, I felt a resurgence, a humble yet potent stirring within, a call to build a new earth for her, with her. For it is mothers who are the architects the keepers of the past, present, and future, healing the world for generations to come. I will shout from the mountaintops for all to know the same journey home that she bestowed upon me. She is my blood, she is my tears. Because of her, I am, I am, enough, limitless, infinite at last. Thank you so much for listening to House of Enlightenedhood. As always, I am so grateful for your support. If you enjoyed the show, please share it or leave a review or subscribe. A little bit goes a long way. You can find me, your host, Lena Lemos, over on Instagram at I am Lena Lemos or Enlightenedhood. But honestly, there is so much more going on within our spiritual cooperative platform than is happening on social media these days. Until next time, you beautiful souls.